What is up, everybody? Welcome back to Meet Me in Taipei. My name is Janice. My name is Jacqueline. And we're so excited to have you back with us. So last week, you guys were listening to us talk about all the events that happened during our freshman year, our heartbreaks, our a lot of things that happened, you know. But overall, I hope you guys enjoyed it. So we're trying to squeeze everything together and tell you a lot of stories in a 20 to 30 minute mark. But a lot of things have happened and our mindsets have changed. Our personalities, our character has changed. We basically grew up a lot. How did you overall, like starting from yourself, what changed and what what did you do the rest of your college career? Well, I feel like my mindset just switched from being really introvert to very outgoing. Well, I was back in Taiwan with my parents. I would always be like listening to them and do stuff that they always asked me to do so. So I guess I was being pretty obedient, just like an Asian kid, until I started to meet, <laughs> I know, until I started to meet with people outside my high school back then. That's when I first started being a bit of a more definite with my own opinions, I would say. And until I went to college, I realized there are so many different personality traits that I could potentially have. Yeah. And I feel like American culture, you know, when you're going to a new place after leaving a place where you're really comfortable at, in many ways, like how we talked about in our first episodes, America is a country of freedom, which many of you might know already. If A doesn't work, then we try B. And if B doesn't work, then we'll try C. People here make everything impossible to possible. So I guess that's why a lot of people look up to America in so many ways, because everything seems very doable here. What do you think? I've, I've always been a very open-minded person, mm -hmm. but coming over here, having to move from like, oh, a little bit more, you know, like homesickness yes. into, I want to try everything because, hey, first of all, why not? And second yeah. of all, it's a once in a lifetime kind of opportunity. So we, I really wanted to immerse myself in every single culture possible. Mm -hmm. So I went and, you know, like sophomore year of college, especially, I went and joined a lot of clubs and got to know a lot of people. Which yeah. is great. You know, like, that's what you're supposed to do. Yeah. And, like, my mindset, well, it did change after meeting new friends in college. People here, like, in Buffalo are very welcome. And they would really want to know more about you. Okay, when you're in Asia, for instance, like, Taiwan, people here are more introvert and, like, indirect with things that they want to say. Which sometimes really mm -hmm. confuses me because in America, people really just make everything blunt. But in Asia, everything is vague. What do you think about that? Yeah, it's, yeah I understand what you think. There's pros and cons with that, yeah. you know, because America, it's, it's very freedom of speech kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And whereas it's also a very individualistic kind mm -hmm. of, you know, like social attitude. Whereas Taipei or a lot of other places like Japan or Korea, it's a lot more considerable. There's pros and cons with it. But I definitely had to have a slight personality <laughs> after my freshman year of college uh -huh. because I needed to adapt, you yeah. know. So I needed to bring my open-mindedness into even more open-mindedness. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay, so now I have a story for you, Janice. So when I was a junior and I had this persuasive communication class, we learned about Asia culture and American culture. And our professor told us about these two families are getting married absolutely opposite culture background to convey their message so the family that were inculcates in the western culture they bluntly say everything that's on their mind while having a serious talk however the family that was in the asian culture they put a pickle on a saucer and gave it to the family that was more westernized so what does this tell you <laughs> it's it's weird right uh, <laughs> i didn't really get the story the very first time when i heard it from a professor 
until like she kind of explained i was like oh the asian family thinks that they're not suitable for each other that's why they did that because who else would put a pickle on a saucer tell me like wait which okay which culture is this this is more like a no offense to you know like if we do have any japanese people listening to this this seems like a very japanese culture culture thing to do because I don't know. I've never heard of people in Chinese culture or Taiwanese culture putting a pickle in a <laughs> on a plate. <laughs> I'm sorry, but this is funny. Yeah, no, yeah, definitely. When I first heard this story in my class, like everyone was like very confused. It's a small class, and they were just look at the professor, and be like, "What are you talking about?" <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm confused. So I guess like, I mean, that's... your professor. Yeah, so I guess that's kind of why um we talked about like American culture and like Asia culture and how. Our mindset just switch from here to there because Western culture and Asia culture is really different. It definitely is. Sorry, I'm still thinking about the pickle. <laughs> okay, just like you. So what did yeah. you like? Think about it in English. We sing "I love you." It's just simply because you feel like it or you're in the moment. However, in Chinese, if you want to say like "I love you," like "Wai it sounds like "I love you." Like I'm pouring my heart out for you. <laughs> I never really say I love you in Chinese. It sounds so weird. It's so weird. Okay. It's a very foreign term. Yeah. Okay, you do say it to your parents, but like, well, I <laughs> like it's it just doesn't work that way unless, you know, you guys are, I don't know. In, in my family, it's more so like, you know, acts of service and mm-hmm. not even quality time, but just it's mm-hmm. mainly acts of service as a love language. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Appre- words of appreciation and physical touch is like non-existent to me. Oh yeah, I went to this class before, so I don't know if you know Carnage. Oh, uh, Carnegie. Yeah, we. I was. Yeah, Carnegie. Too. Yeah. Oh, you did? Oh, <laughs> yeah. what? I didn't know that. Okay. Anyway, I went to the class before, and I think our last class, what we had to do was we had to go off stage, and bring our phone up there, and to call our parents and say "I love you" in Chinese. I remember that. I think. We did you the take same that class? class? Really? Yeah. I yeah, almost shit I my pants. I'm sorry, but I almost shit my pants. And a lot of students were like calling their parents. And well, it was my turn. I went up there and I called my parents and they didn't pick up. And I was like, thank <laughs> like, God. <laughs> and then like, I called like twice. The instructor was just kind of like, oh, okay. So I guess your parents are kind of busy at this moment. Maybe we'll come back to you later. But from what I saw from the most of my classmates and who did that, they cried while saying I love you in Chinese to your parents. Because really, like, a language in so many ways, it means so much more different. Culture-wise and, like, the language that you're using, it means a lot of different ways. And it really depends on the kind of background you grew up in and the kind of culture that you were in touch with. A lot of, you know, like Asian kids who actually grew up in Asia are have no problem saying that. But it, it really also depends on family. Yes. If your family is very traditional, very conservative. And that's like majority of the family that I've been in touch with, you know, including mm-hmm. mine, including my own family. Language is another thing that I had to get used to when I moved here, too. A lot of people are very open about it. A lot of just openness about expressing their feelings, their emotions, mm-hmm. which I was not doing at all back home. Yeah. Should we put this in our episode? <laughs> okay, okay. Okay, cool. So, yes. <laughs> but anyway, Jacqueline. Yes. So, by doing that transition, you know, like, what did you involve yourself in for your sophomore year of college, per se, or your junior or senior year of college? 
Uh, yeah, like obviously there's a lot of changes after going to college and after throughout the freshman, sophomore, junior year. You know, because college is a place that really changed people physically, like freshman 15 or mentally. <laughs> yeah. You really do get to see the real life in action. The reason why I said this was because, you know, ever since I was in kindergarten, I know that everyone around me was from a pretty well-protected family. So you really won't see much of reality changes when you're always under protection. Until I came to college, mm-hmm. I see so many things that they're very unexpected and a lot of people that would just pop in my life. No matter they're good or bad, there will always be one of the growth in my life. So I'm just still looking forward to whatever is going to happen in the future. But obviously, I also had a lot of fun in college, especially when we were both in a sorority, right, Janice? Want to share your experience (laughs) with us? (laughs) So after my whole episode of, you know, being homesick and everything else, I decided to really open up myself and my experiences Mm -hmm. to joining a sorority. I was in Pi Pi. Uh Uh-huh. what was yours again? Uh, mine was a social sorority. Uh, it's called Alpha Phi. Yeah, it was definitely fun. I Okay, first of all, I wanted to try it out because I wanted to mm-hmm. make friends from different places. Yes. And I also wanted to actually get to experience the recruitment process. Yeah. Since I can't <laughs> drink, you know, I was wondering if people really did do what American movies did in, in Hollywood. <laughs> and, you know, throw rager parties or like, you know, play beer pong, which... At the end of the day, they're all very true. We, I did play a lot of beer pong. I did mm-hmm. play a lot of other, you know, house parties kind of things. We did yes. dress up during Halloween. For lack of a better word, it was pretty cliche from what I saw on TV. So okay. it didn't disappoint. You know, it was just like a, a cool experience that rests in the back of my mind uh-huh. nowadays. I joined my sophomore year of college. So oh, like my full quarter, I was in it. Yeah, it's not too bad. But I actually, I was only in it officially for two years. Like the you disaffiliate dropped out, yeah. yeah. I okay. After my junior year, I think, which mm-hmm. is things go by, and then I got busy. Yeah. And you just get busy throughout the years, and I was mm-hmm. working as well. Oh. I was working part time. That and, yeah, that must be really hard to keep up with both sides, right? Yeah. So it was like what I was like to sum it up. Sophomore year of college was really fun. I went to a lot of places and like traveled. Um, for my junior year and senior year of college, I started working part time at Ding Tai Fong. Da, 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 da. Yay! <laughs> Taiwan number one. <laughs> I went back to my roots, but yeah. So I did start working there for three years, two to three years during college, and mm-hmm. I would put all of my classes in two days. So I would yeah. only have to go to school Tuesdays and Thursdays, and I will work Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, and mo- sometimes Saturday. Mm-hmm. You know, so it was okay. just like it was a little bit more packed than I thought, including yeah. like internships and going back and forth to Taipei. So yes. I dropped out yeah. for lack of a better word or just disaffiliated. Yeah, definitely understand that. Well, my experience, uh, it actually took me two years to decide to join a sorority or not because, well, <laughs> there's just a lot of stuff that I heard about joining a sorority and I wasn't really sure if I'm ready to be with a group of girls again. (laughs) (laughs) You know, so going through that kind of dilemma and thinking, oh my gosh, should I join? Should I not? And, you know, I was telling myself, well, well, it's college and you only have four, well, mine was 3.5 years and you get to experience what you really want to experience. Once you pass this stage, there is no more coming back. 
So I joined a sorority and that was definitely the best decision I've ever made because I definitely made a lot of good friends throughout the year. And you know how sorority, it's like, okay, first of all, you go through a former recruitment. You sign up for a former recruitment and you go through it. And once you go through it, they decide whether you get the bid or not, if they like you, right? Same thing goes to you. Mm -hmm. And you realize, oh, so these are all the people that got the bids from the same sorority. You realize, oh, these are going to be people in your class. So you guys are going to go through a bunch of cute process. So once you go through the process with like a bunch of people, it's pretty fun because you're basically conglomerate with a group of people that we don't really know and how things would work out. It's really not that bad. I feel like joining a sorority really made me grow up a lot because you start getting to know what you really want and you really mm -hmm. meet a lot of people. I don't know, just a lot of different new stuff that you really wouldn't expect in your life. So I would say I love my sorority so much, but I, I don't think I can name like 80 of them out because <laughs> they just really made me feel like my college ended really well. Um, I'm just really sad that I couldn't really have like a farewell proper goodbye to all of them due to the freaking coronavirus. So yeah, due to coronavirus. And everything. Yeah, due to coronavirus. Oh, you know, like when I was about to rush sororities, that was when my freshman year, I didn't know much about rushing. So I thought rushing sorority and joining a sorority, it's only like a two weeks thing. I was so dumb. Yeah, girl, it's not. <laughs> I was so dumb. I was like, oh, joining a sorority like it's only two weeks so why not nah and dude. then my no and then one of my guy friends was like what are you talking about it's eight weeks like you have to go through eight weeks and then you get in the sorority so i was like oh okay so that is what is really like every sororities have like different vibes especially during throughout the former recruitment what is really fun for us is that you go through every different room and meet with every sororities they have different chance to welcome you it gets really really crazy well yeah. we have a few chance too. too yeah i really really want to share my chance but it's confidential so i'm sorry guys i was really <laughs> trying to i was really trying to like share it but i don't think i can do that yeah do you have it's the chance? fun part of it actually don't remember if I'm allowed to say it or not. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, yeah. it was fun. And I like the idea of being a part of something bigger than myself. Mm -hmm. And it was very fulfilling yeah. during the time. You know, yeah. like my, yeah. my week was packed from like, yeah, definitely. To meeting up with people to like networking. And it was just fun. I'm a very extroverted person. So it's like to be able to meet so many people and to be in contact with so many people was like, poof. I really, yeah. really enjoyed it. We always chant our chants um, at our mixers when we're mixing with different frats. And we'll always just put those lyrics inside the songs that we're dancing into. And the vibe is just really good. And usually we go out like every Thursday, Friday, Saturdays. And throughout the week, we have this app called GroupMe. I don't know if you guys use that too. But just basically, it's... Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh -huh. Right? And you basically just put all the people in the group. And people just texting whatever. Be like, oh, you want to get food? Blah, blah, blah. Every single day. So it's really easy. Like... School just became more fun after meeting new people. That's why I feel like joining a sorority yeah. made me more of a... The world just got bigger after knowing so many people. Yeah, it's not in my own little pink bubble anymore. Yeah. <laughs> what is it like for your recruitment? How do you guys rush people and how do you guys... Are you allowed to say this? Like Russian general? Yeah. From what I remembered, so mm -hmm. there were around seven sororities if i remember oh, honestly it was a very long time ago for me so <laughs> excuse me if i like don't remember all of it it's okay but it's like we go around the houses in like groups of people yeah and we try to talk to as many girls as we can mm -hmm. so it's kind of like 
musical cheers. Yeah. You know, yeah. when the time goes up, you get up or somebody else gets up from that sorority and then another girl comes and talk to you mm-hmm. about anything like your favorite color, your food, what are your hobbies, what's your <laughs> major. And then they get to know you for as much as possible within like five a five minute period. Yeah. And then like we go around all the houses and in the end, you choose them and they choose you. So yeah. it's a two way street, which was very nerve wracking. They have you sit down and then they give you an envelope and tell you which sorority you've been accepted at. And Mm -hmm. then, and for me, it was like a whole quarter. Our UCI is a quarter-based system. So after three months, you are officially, officially in. You're not like, I forgot what the word was again, but you're not a rushy anymore. Yeah. (laughs) Or a potential member, we will call that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Potential member. Okay, yeah, yeah whatever. Yeah. Per se, so, that was like <laughs> six years ago for me. <laughs> yeah, because I, I remember like the time when we're all going through former recruitments. Everyone, like around 250 girls, were separated into seven different groups. And your group, you kind of just know people through a group and be like, oh, which one is your favorite sorority? Like, I like this. I like that. And you'd be like, oh, yeah, I talked to this girl. And sometimes people will be like, oh, I don't click with them. And the bid day was like the most exciting day because everyone just go into the meeting room and you'll come out with an envelope and people will be like, they're standing outside the meeting room. They wouldn't talk to you until you get your bid cards and you'll open it and they'll be like, yeah, you got it. <laughs> like that. It's really fun. It's very, it's very fulfilling. Like I yeah. Said. And I was so nervous. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, what if I didn't get the one that I really want? I was so nervous until I opened the envelope. I was like, oh, I was crying. <laughs> so embarrassing but i was so happy and after that we have like a bid party that night at 9 p.m can i say this i think so and we (laughs) we get like our own t-shirts and we meet people and we'll get food and we'll just start knowing each other so we're like yeah that's fine i just kind of got really everyone just got closer after going through what we call like a process so i would say like joining a sorority if you're listening right now and you still have time do it. Just just really just do it. Don't You're regret, regret things that you didn't do. Yeah. yeah. Or not even rush a sorority, you know? Like, if you want to join the computer club, mm-hmm. if you want to try out for the varsity team, or if you want to try out an internship on the school social media side, go for it. Really, you'll find time. And trust me, like, looking back at it, when you have graduated mm-hmm. or you start working, mm-hmm. college is one of those times in your life that you just have so much time. Yeah. That was also one of the things that I learned throughout my college years or, Mm -hmm. you know, like looking back in hindsight that I had so much time in college. Yeah. So much time. If I had as much knowledge as I did today back then, which, you know, like it's impossible. Nobody does that. I would have just invested myself in a lot of different things and Mm -hmm. I would have traveled a lot more. I would have done a lot of other things that Mm -hmm. I knew would benefit myself in the future. Mm -hmm. No, definitely. Because. Well, what I really want to tell my younger ones is that I feel like, okay, you guys are pretty lucky that COVID came because it does give you guys more time to contemplate what you really want to do in life. And don't feel bad to have fun or where we are right now because you really do have to enjoy your time yourself before entering adulthood. Just like I said, my motto is do it when you can still regret because once you can't do it anymore, you're going to regret about it. Because when I was deciding to join a sorority, I was like, should I do it? Should I not? Should I do it? Should I not? <laughs> Until this one point, I was like, I'm going to regret if I don't do it. So let me just do it right now. Yeah. Yeah, right? No, exactly. I, I, I get that. Yeah. Looking back in hindsight, though, it's very bittersweet. Yeah. Overall, though, I did feel like I, I did change throughout college. In I wouldn't say in a bad or good way. It's just my foundation has always stayed the same in general. But mm-hmm. like... 
my mindsets and how I approach things have changed throughout college, especially throughout college. Like you see, I really shaped my ascent into like adulthood, if you want to call it that. Mm -hmm. What about you? What do you think? I think obviously I did change a lot after going to college and knowing more people. I feel like the world that I was in was pretty small until I went to college. People around me are just very more open-minded than I was. And even after joining a sorority, doing a lot of different kind of stuff, you feel like it's really not that hard. Life is really not just that. Like, you can still surpass that even more. You can you can get to so many different areas. Like, you have potential to do whatever you really want to. So, some of you that, that are listening right now, you might feel trapped or you might feel your life could be at the bottom. But remember, you still have a long way to go. And I get that COVID has kind of ruined everything, even with my personal life right now. But once you reach there and once you overcome whatever it's trapping you, you know, you'll just get on track. Yeah, I wouldn't worry too much. And as I think I, what I would tell myself, what I know now, is just be grateful of your time. Be grateful of all the time that you have and really yeah. be smart about who you hang out with and mm-hmm. invest in yourself. You know, it's yes, just like that's, that's very, very important. And I feel like I didn't really understand that when I was younger. I was so involved with having fun and like getting new experiences that that's important too. But also beware of that this time in your life is the most that you will ever have. And have fun. Yeah, have fun, guys. Like, don't feel bad to like, oh, I go out every week. Like, is that bad? No, go out. Go out. (laughs) Don't stay home. (laughs) Just go out. Do whatever you want to do. Like I said last episode, do whatever you want to do because it's your life. Enjoy your life. All right. So after talking so much about our sorority life, thank you guys so much. Thank All right, guys, thank you guys so much to staying on this episode with us after knowing so much about our sorority life and our personal changes and our mindset throughout college. Again, this is Jacqueline. This is Janice. And we hope to see you again next Sunday on Meet Me in Taipei. Goodbye, guys. Bye-bye. Bye.